You're listening to The Living Word with Danny Hodges of Calvary Chapel Fellowship in St. Pete. He came right now and brought the judgment that the world deserves. If you don't know Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're going into an eternity and you will never have a second chance and you will be damned for eternity. That's what the Bible says. You don't have to believe it, but that's what it says. That's what it says repeatedly. You don't have to believe it, but it's the truth. And the only reason God's allowing his children to continue to suffer at the hands of a godless world is because he loves that godless world. For many, Pastor Danny's words from today's message will be hard to swallow. There's been a movement in society to do away with the concept of God as a just God who will allow anyone to suffer the agony of hell. Many reject the idea of a hell altogether. The fact is, just choosing not to believe in truth doesn't make it any less true. And God can't be a God of love without also being a just God. He gives all of us the opportunity to accept His love and be saved, or reject it and be separated from Him for eternity. Now here's Pastor Danny in the book of Revelation chapter 6 with today's edition of The Living Word. The judgment is for those who refuse to repent. Revelation 6, the martyrs are crying out to the Lord, How long, O Lord, until you come and do something about the godlessness and especially those who took our own lives because of our faith in you? When are you going to do something? And the answer comes back from heaven, just a little longer, just a little longer. When I read places like Hebrews chapter 11, you have a stark contrast. You read about those who escaped the fury of the flames, and you think about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and their escape from the fiery furnace. Those who shut the mouths of lions, and you think of Daniel and the lion's den, and how he was miraculously uh, delivered. It says some women received back from the dead, the children they had lost, and those are glorious testimonies. And then it takes this unbelievable turn, and it says others were tortured and refused to be released, suggesting they would have been released had they recanted on their faith, but they would not recant. And so they died. A martyr's death. Some faced years in flogging, were chained and put in prison, stoned, sawn in two, put to death with the sword, went around in sheepskins and goatskins, destitute, persecuted, mistreated, wandered in deserts and mountains and caves and holes in the ground. The world was not worthy of them. I understand the culture we live in. We don't see a whole lot of that kind of stuff. But let me tell you, there are places in the world where our own brothers and sisters in Christ are experiencing those kind of things. They're experiencing those kind of things. I read about that. I hear about that. I cry out, how long, O Lord? And I say with all sincerity, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Come quickly and straighten things out and deal with the godless that are persecuting the godly. But while I cry out sincerely and I long for Jesus to come, there's another side to this prophetic coin. Verse 8, 2 Peter 3. But do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. You either like that statement or you don't like it. Now, if you go away and think about it, you'll end up looking like me. You'll lose hair. Because here's what I say. Listen, listen. You can't wrap your mind around it, but God does not live at all, at all in the realm of time. He's eternal. 
Now, you can't totally grab, grab that with your mind. But God does not dwell in time. He created time. You with me? But he lives above time. He's eternal. While he does not dwell in the realm of time, he works in time. Genesis 15, 16, the sin of the Amorites has not yet reached its full measure. I'm going to give them a little more time. Genesis, Galatians 4, 4, when the time had fully come, God sent his son in time. Romans 5, 6, at just the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. God doesn't dwell in time, but he works in time. But it's his time. When I cry out, come quickly, Lord Jesus, and he doesn't come. And I see the continued godlessness and the pain, especially of God's people. What do I do? Do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. Verse 9, the Lord is not slow in keeping his promise. As some understand slowness, he's patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. There is only one reason. Listen to me carefully. Listen to what God just said. There is only one reason Jesus has not come, because he wants people to be saved. If he came right now and brought the judgment that the world deserves, if you don't know Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're going into an eternity and you will never have a second chance and you will be damned for eternity. That's what the Bible says. You don't have to believe it, but that's what it says. That's what it says repeatedly. You don't have to believe it, but it's the truth. And the only reason God's allowing his children to continue to suffer at the hands of a godless world is because he loves that godless world. Paul the Apostle said, I suffer everything for the sake of the elect, for those who will be saved through my life and ministry. I'll suffer everything. Because God wants them to be saved. 2 Peter 3 verse 10, But the day of the Lord will come like a thief. The heavens will disappear with a roar, the elements will be destroyed by fire, and the earth and everything in it will be laid bare. God is staying his hand, but it won't be forever. There's coming a time where you won't have another chance. The end is going to come. The day of the Lord will come, and it will come like a thief. You won't have time to get ready. You must be ready. Verse 11, since everything will be destroyed in this way, what kind of people ought you to be? You ought to live holy and godly lives as you look forward to the day of God and speed its coming. That day will bring about the destruction of the heavens by fire and the elements will melt in the heat. But now just like the prophets that we looked at, look at the turn here in verse 13. But in keeping with his promise, we, we, if you've repented, if you know Jesus, we are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth. The home of righteousness. Pause there just for a moment. Let's be reminded of what that's going to be like. Revelation chapter 21, verse 1. Here it is. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. But there's water, and there's saltwater fish in fresh water. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Now the dwelling of God is with men, and he will live with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. And here's what he's going to do. He'll wipe away every tear from their eyes. You'll never, ever, ever cry again. Never. There will be no more death. You'll never. There's no graveyard. 
There's no funeral homes. There's no funeral. There's nothing like that. There'll be no more death or mourning. You won't ever mourn somebody's loss. Or crying. Or for those over 50, no more pain. There are no doctors in heaven. You don't need them. There are no wheelchairs. No canes. No taxes. No Democrats. No Republicans. No independents. He who was seated on the throne said, I'm making everything new. Then he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. This is the truth. This is what I'm looking forward to. This is the world I'm going to live in. And it's never going to end. Never, ever going to end. Second Peter 3, verse 14. So then, dear friends, since you are looking forward to this, make every effort to be found spotless, blameless, and at peace with him. Bear in mind that our Lord's patience means salvation, just as our dear brother Paul also wrote with you with the wisdom that God gave him. Don't miss this. Before we close, landing gear is down. They're preparing your lunch, but listen, listen, listen. He writes the same way in all his letters, speaking in them of these matters. His letters contain some things that are hard to understand, which ignorant and unstable people distort as they do the other scriptures to their own destruction. Let me tell you another simple way of saying that, of translating that verse. Don't concentrate on the things in the Bible that you do not understand. There are things in the Bible I do not understand. That's not what I'm concentrating on. I'm concentrating on the things that are very clear. And if you've had any kind of listening here this morning, you know what the main theme of the Bible is. You know what the prophets have said. We're all born into sin and we're headed for damnation. But God has made a way before the beginning of time. He knew that he was offered his one and only son that whosoever will could repent and receive him and be saved. That's the message of the Bible. A child can understand that. A child can understand that. Clearly understood. What a wonderful Savior. What a wonderful God. Therefore, dear friends, since you already know this, be on your guard so that you may not be carried away by the error of lawless men and fall from your secure position. Aren't you glad I don't have time to expound on that this morning? Because it sounds like what we had to deal with a few weeks ago, that maybe you can lose your salvation. Now, that's not the point. And we covered a few weeks ago, the emphasis is not whether you can lose it, but do you have it? You walked an aisle in a church 20 years ago and you got no evidence today that you're saved. Get right with God. Grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, to Him be glory both now and forever. Amen. The book of 2 Peter teaches how easy it is to get sidetracked from your focus on God, even in the safe setting of a church. Believers can begin to fight amongst themselves about things that just don't matter, but it can divide the body of Christ. Paul's letter is an encouragement to all Christians, today just as much as then, to shift the focus back to God's truth, seeking His guidance within the Scriptures. God promises to speak through His Word and through the Holy Spirit, and we encourage you to continue studying even after today's program has ended. We know that you'll be blessed each time you explore the living word. If you'd like to hear more teachings from Pastor Danny, visit ccfstpete.church and click on the Sermons tab. 
you'll be directed to our YouTube channel. And don't forget to subscribe while you're there to get updated content each time we post it. You'll find all kinds of information about our church and the ministries we're passionate about at our website too. Again, that's ccfstpete.church. Before our time is up with you for the day, we'd like to ask you to pray for us. Would you do that each time you tune in to The Living Word? Pray that we keep listening to God and following His plan for our program. Know too that we're lifting you up before the Lord and that we feel blessed to have you as a part of our listening audience. Thanks for tuning in today to The Living Word.